Hey everyone. Hey, hey, hey. I'm Lauren. And I'm Lindsay, and this is Drinking Mamas. <laughs> well, I'm drinking right now. <laughs> oh. Hey y'all, welcome to the podcast where we share the good, the bad, and the sweary. <laughs> All right, so today's episode, we're going to jump right on in. It is birth. Birth. So, I mean, where to start? Um, the fact that men will never know, and it is Hi. a million times worse than, you know, getting kicked on the balls, but they'll never say that because, you know. Men. Men. When all else spells just say men. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, Timmy Turner's dad, Dinkleberg. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So do you want to share your birth story? Sure. All right. So um, Oliver was due December 27th. And we actually closed on a house right on December 28th. Well, we ended up moving in on the 28th. But anyway, so that was all going on. And um, I was, like, so ready for him to come out. You know, my body was hurting. I was tired. I was fat. It was cold outside. And I was irritated because we just had to spend Christmas alone with no tree because we were moving and we didn't have any family in town because everybody was like waiting for the baby to come and all that so I was like in a bad mood and um so we're just gonna have to we're gonna be descriptive here no <laughs> we, we can just tell it all right or tell it all tell it all so um I think it was, I don't even remember what days of the week it was. I think it was a Friday, maybe. Um, And I was having, like, weird amounts of some sort of very liquidy discharge. And I had been on the What to Expect app, and I was like, this sounds kind of like I'm leaking fluid, but it's not a ton. And I read the whole lay down for a certain amount of time and stand up, and if if there's no gush, your water has broken. So I tried that a couple of times. And uh, there's never gush, but I still like just felt suspicious about it. So I called the um, midwife group that I was seeing and they were like, oh, you know, if you're moving and you're walking around and doing all that, it's probably just like a buildup of sweat and different things. And it's normal. It's at that time to have a lot of discharge and it's normal for it to be watery. So I was like, okay. And then the next day, uh, they told me to wear a pad. If I didn't fill it, don't worry about it. So I did that. And then the next day, we were, like, really moving into the house, like, finishing everything. because We had to get out of our uh, condo by the end of the month. And mind you, it's now December 29th. So we're, like, in full swing, like, just determined. And I was just so focused. Uh, I didn't really think about it. Then the next day... 
maybe it was this, I skipped a day. Anyways, now it's New Year's Eve. <laughs> Fast forward to two days later, and it was New Year's Eve. And um, we're in our new house. And I was, again, having, like, a ton of this discharge. And I just, like, felt weird about it. I told my husband, you know, there's none of those gushing signs or anything, but I just feel like I need to go to the hospital and be checked. So I called this midwife, the one on call that day said, okay, um, monitor the baby's kicks. Cause he also wasn't like super active that day. Um, and so she was like, monitor his kicks and then also see how much fluid comes out and then call me an hour. So I had my husband go get me hot chocolate and see if that made him kick more. Um, so I did as she said, and he he had made like the bare minimum number of movements. So she said, you know, I don't think it's amniotic fluid that you're leaking, but just to be sure, the baby's having the bare minimum amount of movement. Why don't you come into the hospital and we'll just <laughs> have a look at you and uh, test it out. So I got into the hospital where I was there. Um, and I remember saying, I was like, we might leave here with a baby. And I remember like sitting down at the desk and like signing all the papers that you sign. I don't know. You sign papers when you go into the to have a baby. Um, I was sitting there doing that, and then all of a sudden it was midnight, and we were like, "Oh, a happy new year." Uh, that was how we. <laughs> and then I had to go in and lay on this table, and they put a swab, you know, up in my girl, and they tested it, and. What do you know? It was amniotic fluid that had been leaking. So I was right all along, and uh, I was kind of a little freaked out because, you know, I felt like it had been happening for two days. But she was like, I I think it just started today. I don't think that what you had Friday was amniotic fluid. So I was like, okay, I hope you're right. Um, (laughs) You know, because y'all told me not to come here. So anyway, she said, here's your options. Were you having... Sorry to interrupt. Were you having contractions in between? Like when you thought your water broke? Were you having like... No. Contractions? No. No. I was just having this liquid. And that's what... Liquid. Yeah, that was the hardest thing is I was like, I don't know. You know, I don't I don't know like how to tell. I just was going with my yeah. gut. And luckily, I mean, because I was right. So I'm glad they told me to come in because... I did not feel good about that Friday situation. So um, so she said to me, she checked me out and everything and was like, okay, it's got to be a hole in the top because you're intact on the bottom of the back. So we have two options. We can put you on Pitocin or we can see if you go into labor. And I was like, break my water. So I really wanted to do everything naturally as much as possible. And um, so I told her to break my water, and I did go into labor. It was just very, like, gently. (laughs) Like, maybe the contractions 
you know, weren't super close. Obviously, I wasn't as dilated maybe as, like, if my labor had started that way outside the hospital, they probably would have told me to walk around and come back or something. But uh, it was starting, so that was enough for them, and they kept me there, and um, it did progress a bit more and more. And uh, my doula, I had a doula. She was uh, a coworker that's in doula school. <laughs> and um, hate she, you for that. <laughs> I hate myself for it. Uh, so she's, she needed the hours. She was like, please let me be your doula. Um, and that was the best part of the labor, by the way, was having her. So I'm so glad she was there. She like sped over and mind you like it's like it was like I think like two in the morning by the time I started to like go into labor and she just like is there at the hospital already I was like you are so sweet um so anyway she was like massaging me with essential oil everything was going pretty well and it was progressing a little bit and things started to get a little bit uncomfortable I was like cool we're gonna have a baby and um and then it started to really hurt, and they kept, you know, like, the it was the night crew, and they were so nice. They, like, asked for my birth plan. I gave it to them. They, like, respected all my wishes, did not try to, like, convince me of anything. They saw I wanted to uh, do things naturally for as long as possible. So that was the end of that, and I was like, awesome. And then I ended up falling asleep after a few hours, and I got, like, an hour which amazing. And then um, they switched over to the morning, which included a new midwife. I never met this It's a group of them that runs the uh, midwifery I went to. That's what it's actually called. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so this this new lady, she was the worst. I mean, like, imagine the nurse was just like so sweet. They're angelic. The nurses, everyone was perfect, and the midwife was great. Then this old so mean. She was so mean to me, and she. My first impression, she had let me use the um. They had a tub and that you labor in it's not like the tub that you have a water birth in it was just one for soaking and that was one of the things I was most excited about and why <laughs> epidural off the bat because you couldn't use that if you had an epidural so I was like you know holding off and I wanted to use that for pain management it helps a lot so first thing she let me use that and that's when I fell asleep when I got out of the tub I had felt better I fell asleep then she comes in and like wakes me up and she was like, you're not progressing like you need to. And I was like, okay. And they had told me the night crew before they left that I was however many centimeters dilated. And she was like, I don't know why they said that to you because you're not. You're not here where you need to be. And I was like, okay. And she was like, you need to go on Pitocin. And I really epidural and this, this, and that. And um, then she uh, she said to me, well, what class when you were pregnant? I was like, I just shook my head at her, no, because I was like so confused and freaked out. I mean, I didn't really take any classes in particular, like not relating to labor. I took a few like baby classes, you know, but I didn't take a labor class. 
Um, and then she was like, well, what? Again? I was like, you, but I didn't finish. <laughs> and I mean, I kind of felt, I, I had a lot going on. I told you I bought a house. I was moving. I was working. Um, I had a lot going on. So like, finishing a book was not something I could do. And um, why she was asking me that, it just didn't seem to relate to anything at all. So anyway, she like wakes me up like that. And she's like yelling at me kind of. And I was just like, Head. She scared me. She really did. And, um, anyways, then she me, like, I just, I really think you'd be a candidate for an epidural. And I was just like, okay. And then she left the room, and I was like talking to Seth and my dual Christy. And I was like, I just feel like she's pressuring me into it. I don't want it. Whatever, whatever. And Christy said, you know, she's just telling me, you don't have to do it. Just tell me. I was making that noise too. Just kidding. Actually, was really chill throughout the whole birth. I did cry a little bit. Um, and Seth sang me the. You're fine. Go away. You know, Doctor. Uh, what's her name? That guacamole song. Oh, yes. Yeah, so Seth sang me that to, to help me laugh through the contractions. And by the way, guys, that's what helps me the most until I had drugs. Um, anyway, um, I did try the nitrous oxide. So I was like, give me the nitrous oxide. So they brought that in. It did not do anything. I mean, anything at all. I was like, oh, cool. well, I'm glad that we did this. So that's not going to work for me. And then the contractions got too painful. I was like, okay, just... Just give me the epidural. Like, I can't do this. And I felt horrible in that moment. And I felt, like, shameful. First off, because I was terrified of the epidural. And secondly, not because there's anything wrong with it, but because I had this vision of my labor. And it, I really wanted to be able to do it without it. And that was just like what I wanted. And I felt like, well, I fucked up at that. I failed that, you know? frustrated then I got up to pee Christy helped me like held my gown up while I peed it was Christy saw every part of my so uh whenever I laid back down I don't know if it's the position the pee was or the position that my monitor thing but whatever reason they lost um they lost like the heart rate or the heart rate uh, monitor on Ollie, and so um, all of a sudden there was like six into my room, and I um, at first I thought this epidural procedure. <laughs> I think it just takes one of you to just stick the thing in, and all of a sudden they're rolling me on my side, and I was like, okay, something's wrong with the baby. I really need to remain calm um, because. <laughs> you know they need to, they just need to take care of Ollie and you know it's not so oh and I'm on all these monitors by the way because I had um, high blood pressure which they also did not catch in the hospital every time I went into my doctor's appointments they knew that my blood pressure was a little high but they never said oh 
year diagnosed with high blood pressure until I was so they were telling me, you know, like you're being considered um what's it called? What's it called when you're when you have preeclampsia. They were like you're just far away from us going ahead and diagnosing that. So anyway <laughs> um so I'm like, you know, I've had the high blood pressure, I've been leaking fluid, very freaked out, but I just remained calm. They found the heartbeat, everything was fine. Oliver, he was just moved around or whatever. Everything was cool. Thank God. So scary for a moment there. And um, then the epidural lady came in right after, and they got that sucker in me, and immediately it was like everything was so much easier and I was like night and day right like why why did I even try to avoid you if I have another baby as the second just stick that thing um yes (laughs) but (laughs) let me tell you yes (laughs) So that made me feel better. And then it came time and he was starting to drown. And I was like, yay. I wrote in my birth plan, I did not want an episiotomy. And uh, as he was starting to crown, or or no, he wasn't crowning yet. I was starting to push. Um, She, uh, I told the midwife that I had brought some rags and that I wanted to do hot compressions. I did a lot of research on all this beforehand because I was very afraid of tearing, needing stitches, all that. So my conclusion was don't get the episiotomy and do have hot towel compressions and to bring your own washcloth because that's not something that they necessarily always do. So I bring the washcloth and I said, I mentioned it to her. And she was like, what? And I was like, well, you know, like when it, you know, to prevent tearing. And she was like, that's not something we do right now. This is exactly how this bitch is speaking to me. And I was like, well, I know that, but I'm telling you now before I'm pushing a a baby out of my vagina. Like, (laughs) I'm trying to tell you now so that you know. And she just repeated, "Uh, yeah, that's not something we would do right now. And I want you to know she never did them. Um, She never did the the warm talk impressions. And then um, whatever... Uh, my mom came in. She had just driven from Maryland, so then she's getting there, and I was like, yay, mommy, hold my hand, because my sister, she's a little bit, you know, weak stomach about it all. Um, so then, that was great. Mom's by my side. I'm feeling better. Baby's crowning. Everything's happening, and she goes, okay, now I'm going to make a small incision, and I shook my, se- my head no, and I said, mm-mm. Now, granted, I know that I probably should have said, no, please don't do that. However, I... I also want to reiterate, there was a human head coming out of my vagina. So I wasn't really in the place of like, no, ma'am, please don't do that. Um, so I just said, mm-mm. And she goes, if I don't do it, it's going to look like a bomb went off down there. And let it. Re- that was my feelings about it. Like, I had read, like, so many articles <laughs> explaining that that is, um, it'll heal better that way. Um I didn't say another word, and she immediately cut me and cut the epidural, so it did not hurt, but I could feel her. I know that she did it without 
like consenting to it. And I just kind of like felt in that moment so like powerless and like I had no say in my own body and it was terrible and I was very sad. But then the baby came out. Yay. Um, and then they had to do the whole, you know, thing, uh, the <laughs> placenta, they like massage your stomach. Whoever named that massaging can fuck off because that's not it. It's them beating the shit out of your stomach. It's like, you know, when a cat massages you, it's like that, but really, really, really hard. <laughs> They're like beating the shit out of my stomach. Um, and then the baby is being weighed. I have not gotten hold of the baby yet because he pooped. So they had to like wipe him off. Um, versus their normal procedures to hand the baby right to you. But he he had to be cleaned off, so they weighed him and everything. And then I also am still having my blood pressure taken through all this every, like, minute. Like, I don't even know how often, but it felt like every freaking minute. And um, that hurts. <laughs> so I'm having, like, my arms squeezed. I'm having my stomach punched. And while this is happening, she is stitching. And I can feel it, and it hurt. Um, and I, again, didn't curse, didn't yell, nothing the entire later. At this point, I said, ow, 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 ow. I just said, ow. Good for you. Right. I, I, I was good. So all I'm doing now, Wait till we get to mine. <laughs> so I'm like, ow, ow, ow. And um, she goes, you can say ow all you want. We all know it hurts. And I just looked at my mom like, did this say that? And my mom looked at me like, and then um, I just again like felt so helpless, powerless. My mom was just like, it's okay, Lauren. You can um, say out if you want to. That's what she was saying. And um, so I just was like quiet and miserable. And then there comes the baby, and they're like, this is your baby, and they hand him to me, and I was holding. My body was just so tense. Everything hurt so bad. And I was, I felt so, like, disregarded. that I, like, couldn't enjoy uh, my baby at all. And I was actually afraid that I was going to squeeze him too hard. And I couldn't, I was in so much pain. Um, so, and that's even with the epidural. So, I, um... Was very upset, but I just I just said, just hand the baby to Seth because I I can't I can't cuddle him right now. Um, what I wanted to do, and this was the one thing that mattered to me, was the um, breast prong with the baby, like kind of intuitively breastfeeds as soon as you birth him. Um, and so that didn't get to happen either because I couldn't even hold him. So um, he got to have his his first bonding with Seth. Um, and I had like a few minutes, but that was it. So uh, after that, though, oh, oh, and uh, the midwife also told me I did not have any painkillers. I needed to And they would make me too. I'm sorry. Hold on. Say that again. There's. Go for it. <laughs> the midwife, the old bitch, she also told me 
that I couldn't have any any kind of painkillers because I would be too tired to breastfeed. So, um, yeah, as soon as they have to go make a pressure after you have the baby, they go inside of the You know, you go into your actual room. And so as soon as I got in the new room, they got me. The nurse who had been in there at the time, she was really sweet. She brought me up to the next room and she's like, we're going to get you some No, you're fine. My son was due September 30th, and I did not have him until October 6th. Ugh. Yes. And, you know, I worked, I was supposed to work October 6th. I had to text my boss that morning and say, hey, currently on my way to the hospital, not coming in. <laughs> um. And also, my husband, we knew it happened this way. He had to over, work overnight that night. So it was a Monday night, and we went to the hospital Tuesday, I think. Or Sunday overnight. I don't remember. Um, but he worked completely overnight, and I woke up at, like, 5 a.m., on that morning having contractions so I just get out my phone and I write down like when I have the contraction when it stops when my next one next one starts kind of thing and um um I text my husband I heard that if you take a hot shower if you get out of the shower and you're still having contractions and it's real labor if you you don't have contractions and it was just, you know, yeah, false contractions. So I immediately get in the shower and still have them. So I'm texting my husband from the shower and I'm like, Hey, I think I'm going to labor. So he's like, of course, like I've literally have worked overnight. Now we're going to go to the hospital. I'm going to be up for 25 hours. And I was like, yep. So if you come home, that'd be great. So he comes home. I'm still writing down every time that I have a contraction. Um, when I get out of the shower, I thought my water broke. But, you know, you get out of the shower, you're, you're dripping wet. So I was like, I mean, this could not be it. I don't really know. Like, it's your first birth, your first child. You don't know. So I, um, in my notes, which I still have on my phone to this day, it says, like, the time and then in parentheses it's like water broke question mark because <laughs> I wasn't sure so my husband gets home he was like so what do you think like do you think and I was like oh, I don't know like I don't want to drive all the way to the hospital and then tell me like you got to go home so we stayed home for a little bit I actually like went back to sleep for a little bit my husband got like an hour power nap and I woke up and they were like closer like they were always in between like five minutes apart but they would go like to two minutes apart, then like seven minutes apart. And then, so it was kind of sporadic. So I was like, mm, maybe it's not. So my husband calls his mom and is like, who has had like six children, five. I don't remember, something like that. So he calls her and she is like, I would call your doctor, which my doctors were, was a midwifery. Is that what you said? Midwifery. Midwifery. Um, 
So I called them and I said, Hey, I believe I'm going to labor. And she said, okay, so like how far apart are your contractions? I, I told her the same thing I just said. And she was like, okay, I'll call the hospital and let them know you're on your way. And I was like, oh, okay. Sounds good. So get to the hospital and, um, you know, you got to be buzzed in. So I pushed the button. She was like, hi, how can I help you? Labor and delivery. And I was like, hi, this is Lindsay. I believe I'm in labor. And she's like, you believe? And I was like, well, it's my first one. So I don't know. I'm hoping you're telling me that I'm going to be in labor, uh, but I don't know. So she's like, okay, come on back. And I walk up and she looks at me and she goes, honey, are you sure that you're like supposed to be in labor right now? And I was like, well, considering he's going to be 21 week, I mean, 41 weeks tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's right. I think it's time. She goes, oh, girl, I thought you were like 30 some weeks. And I was like, no, I'm a couple days shy. Let's get this going. So she was like, did your water break? And I was like, I don't know. I think so. So then, of course, they did the test where they swab. Results came back that my water did break. So they can't send you home after that. So then my one midwife comes in, and it's a midwife I've never seen before. She was really nice. She came in, and she was like, hey, um, so your water did break, so we're going to start you on Pitocin. Have you had anything to eat? And I was like, no, the last time I ate was dinner last night. Like, it's now like 9 in the morning. She's like, oh, no, we got to the hospital at 9. It's like 11 by the time we were in a room and everything. She's like, well, once we start you on Pitocin, it kind of slows down the process, but also speeds it up kind of thing. So I'm going to get you a light lunch. And I was like, perfect, because I'm starving. So she gets me a light lunch, and I, it was terrible. It was the grossest sandwich I've ever had in my life, but I ate it because I was hungry. And um, so they started me on Pitocin. And like you, I didn't, I, unlike you, I did not want a natural birth. I knew I wanted an epidural at some point but I was going to hold out as long as I could. So um, my son was, was in the head down position. However, when you have a child, usually they're facing like your butt. My son was face up, which causes a lot of pressure on your back. So um, I had rather intense contractions and back labor it was to the point where my husband had to every contraction literally put all of his weight on my back to offset the pain and it was terrible so I lasted till seven o'clock that night and then it was the point I just looked at my husband and I said push the button and he was like okay so he pushes the call button the nurse comes on hi all cheery hi how can I help you and I was like now I want it now I didn't even explain what I wanted I was just like get it here now she's like okay we'll send one in soon I was like no 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 you misunderstood now I need them here now she was like okay I was like yeah get them in here so I had um I found out that my midwife that I loved was coming on the night shift. So I was like, hopefully I can just wait until she gets here because she's my favorite. It's the doctor I've always seen. Yes, Tim. Okay. Um, so I was like, hopefully he can just wait till she gets here. She's been my midwife the entire time. I loved her. Um, however, the nurse 
my mom didn't like several people who thought she was the biggest bitch in the world. And she was, but I liked her for it because, you know, I'm a bitch and I, I need my fellow bitches. So she was nice to me, but like others, she was very bitchy towards. Um, so fast forward, um, I get the epidural and I'm sitting back. The guy's like, all right, so how do you feel? How's it feeling? And I said, well, to be honest, I don't, I don't think I've had a contraction since you did it. He looked at me and he goes, you've had three. And I was like, well, in that case, I feel fantastic. Why did I wait so long? And he was like, he was like, keep that smile on your face. I'll send your family back in. I was like, shoot, this smile ain't going away. If this is how it's going to be like, uh-uh, like, this is great. So, um, I was able to sleep for a little bit. I woke up at like 12 ish. Um, and, uh, with a lot of pressure. So I was like, I woke my husband up. I was like, I think it's time. Like, I think it's time. So they call in my midwife, who was the one I liked, and um, she was like, well, you're not quite ready. Then she got a call that someone else was ready. So she left, and she was like, um, the nurse will stay here with you. She'll let me know if anything progresses. And I was like, okay. Well, things started to progress, and they sent in this other doctor or midwife. I don't know what she was. Biggest bitch I've ever met. I hated her. She was like hands in and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like I said that to her. I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, she was like, this is nothing compared to the pain you're going to feel when you have to push him out. And I was like, well, I don't care what you're doing, but you don't need to do it now. Like, no. She was like, well, you just need, and I was like, no, I don't need to do anything. You need to stop. So Finally, I guess the other lady birthed her child. So my favorite midwife came back and things progressed and I was starting to push. So now it's like 2.33. I pushed for a good hour and a half, two hours. Um, Because when they're face up, they're not in the right position to come out easily. So the pushing is longer. And... um, I'm going to blame my experience that I had on the position he was in because let me tell you, I felt everything. And I've heard people have wonderful births with epidural and feel nothing. The only thing I could not feel were the contractions and my midwife and the nurse, they kept telling me like, push with your contractions, put you. And I'm like, I can't fucking feel them. Like, the only things I kept screaming were, is this a contraction? And I'm never having kids again. <laughs> I was like, those were the two things that I kept screaming. And then mm. at one point, my favorite midwife became my not so favorite midwife, but she told me that I wasn't allowed to scream, that I needed to be quiet and I couldn't scream. And I'm like, I don't know if you've had kids, but this is the worst. Like I said, I felt everything. Like epidural was not working. The only thing it was doing was hiding my contractions. I felt everything. Everything. You feel like to scream however much you want. Right? I'm like, the only thing I'm screaming is the fact that I cannot 
feel the contractions and you're telling me to push with them. Like, how am I supposed to push when I don't know when to push? Right. So I had, I had the nurse like pushing on my stomach because your stomach gets hard when you have a contraction. I'd be like, is this a contraction? And she'd like push on my stomach and she'd be like, yes, 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 push, push, push. So this is where the nurse became my favorite, even though she was a bitch to everyone else because she was actually nice. She got me a fan because let me tell you, this, the monsoon that I became in sweat was <laughs> incredibly real. Um, there was actually several times where they had to put me in oxygen because I just, I don't know what was going on, but I was in oxygen. Um, there was times where the heart rate monitor as well, they came all swarming in and apparently you're not supposed to hold your breath during a contraction. You're supposed to breathe through them, which for me, I hold my breath when I'm in pain. I've always have when I get piercings, when I get tattoos, you know, you just do it. You hold your breath. I hold my breath. So they were like, no, 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 no. You have to breathe through your contraction. <laughs> so I had to learn that. Um, so finally, Tim is here and it's great. I got to do the skin to skin. Um, that is where my story completely does a 180. As soon as he was out, I felt absolutely no pain. I can't tell you. I know they didn't cut me. I know I ripped and I know it was a big rip. Um, Cause I know she said something along the lines of that was a lot of stitches or whatever. I didn't feel the stitches. I didn't feel them massaging the placenta out. I didn't feel the afterbirth. I didn't feel any of that. Soon as he was out, it was complete 180. I felt nothing. And it was from the experience. I don't know if it's because I felt so much pain that nothing compared to that, but I just remember feeling nothing, like absolutely nothing. And um, so I got the skin to skin. Um, Then, like you said, well, I had the, when I got the epidural, I felt like I tapped out too soon. Like, I was like, well, I mean, in my head, I'm like, you kind of, you went into, you started having contractions at 6 a.m. Here it is 7 p.m. You went 13 hours without it. Like, I'm like, oh, I feel like a failure though. Like, did I get it too soon? So then I'm like asking the nurse when she's like unhooking everything to move me into my next room. I was like, did I get it too soon? And she was like, no, honey, I have people that come in and get it as soon as they walk in the door. And I was like, that makes me feel a lot about her. She goes, look, I have literally three bags sitting on the counter ready for you. Cause I didn't know how long this bag was going to last. You only used one bag and you're not even halfway through it. And I was like, okay, so I, I wasn't a failure. She's like, no, you're fine. So then they move us into the next room and, um, that's the story. Everything was better. Every time they came in and checked on Tim and I, on a scale of one to 10, how much pain are you in? I'd be like, zero. Can I please go home? Like, I don't want to be here anymore. I was like, I just want to go home. No, you have to stay. And I'm like, I don't want to. So no pain. It was, yeah. After, after I gave birth, I felt nothing. And I, like I said, it might be because I felt so much during that. It was just mild, you know what I mean? I, I don't know, but it was, it was a lot. But like, during sit down, like was your whole other regions sore when you had to sit 
did all the donut and all that. So I didn't get a donut. <sighs> they um gave me this wonderful long ice pack. <laughs> oh, that thing was glorious. I used that, and then they gave me several, and then that fast, fantabulous cart you have, then they tell you when you leave, oh, take what you need. Oh, honey, I cleared it. And I took several of those ice packs home. <laughs> I was like, give me all the ice packs. Um, no, they never gave me a donut. Um, I never had any pain after. Oh, my God. Not even sitting down, not, not anything. And, I mean, I was scared to wipe for the longest time because, you know, it is – Oh, yeah. Like a bomb went off down there. Yeah. Um, so I didn't do any, like, she, my nurse, she was a bitch, and I loved her. Um, <laughs> so you're supposed to use the restroom shortly after, like, three times or so, and they monitored, like, the blood and make sure everything's okay. My blood. They were like, fuck oh. you. I guess they, they didn't care about mine. Oh, so... At my hospital, you had to pee into a, like, a catcher. Like, it was literally yeah. like a bucket sitting on the toilet. Yeah. You had to do it, like, three or four times. They were, like, and you had to call them in when you were done. And they had to look at it and make sure everything was okay. Well, fun fact about me, I use the bathroom maybe two, three times a day. That is it. That's something's wrong with you. No, I just don't have to go. Like, do you drink water? I don't know. I do. Like, there's some days where I drink so much, and I just, I don't have to go. Like, I mean, there's, like, a faint feeling, but I'm, like, I'm not getting up for that. <laughs> and it's not like I, it's not like I hold it until, like, I'm going to pee my pants. I just go when I need to, and it's, I just don't really need to. So she kept coming in, and I had so many people coming to see Tim because he was just born. And she was, like, girl, you need to get go use the bathroom. She's like, she'd come in. Have you used the bathroom yet? And I'm like, no. She's like, come on. She goes, I'm going to come back and you better have gone. And then I would forget. And she'd come back and she'd be like, did you go? And I'm like, no. She'd be like, Get in there. <laughs> she goes, she was like, my husband would love to go on road trips with you. I was like, I don't use the bathroom that often. Like, if we're on a road trip and I tell you I have to use the bathroom, you better you better pulled over two exits ago because I'm getting ready to go. But I just don't use the bathroom, and like that was my <laughs> the only time she got bitchy with me was because I wasn't using the bathroom. I was like, I'll take it, shoot. Yeah. That's um. So yeah, that was my birth story. So a couple complications for both of us. Yeah. Um. So we both got the epidural. We both tried to hold on as far as we could. Um, did you happen to look at the placenta after you were done? No. They, also, <laughs> they, did, you, did, did you do it? I did. So my nurse, when um, my midwife, actually, the one I ended up not liking that I liked, uh, she asked my husband, do you want to see the placenta? And he was like, no. Right. And I was like, um, actually, can I? <laughs> she was like, yeah, give me one second. So she wheeled it all over, like opened it all up and was like, look, this is where your child, I was like, that's really cool. Did you make a tea <laughs> out of it? No, I did it? not bring it home. I did not put it in capsules. I did not eat it, but it was cool to look at because I mean, that's the only, I think it's the only organ that you actually 
grow in, I think it's in Oregon. Is it? I don't know. Either way. I don't know. It's gross, but cool. <laughs> I did not want to see that. I did. They asked me if I wanted to like reach down and touch his head when he was crowning, and I was like, "No, thank you." Oh my god! Yes, they asked me that too. They were like, "Do you want a mirror?" And I was like, "No." Yeah, I don't want a mirror. Yeah, I, she was like, "How dare you?" She was like, uh, "My nurse." She was like, "Oh my gosh, look at how much hair he has. He has so much hair. Do you want it?" I was like, "No, I don't want to feel it. I want it out. Get it out." Yeah. I was like, "If you can." That was another thing I kept yelling. I told my midwife, I was like, pull him out. She was like, I can't, not yet. And I was like, if you don't, I will. <laughs> I was like, I will pull a Kourtney Kardashian up here and I will pull him out. Uh, she was like, you can't do that. And I was like, Kourtney did it. I can do it. <laughs> and the nurse looked at me and she was like, Kourtney Kardashian did that? I was like, yeah, she pulled her own child out. Don't, don't put it past me. I'll do it. Oh, my God. Yeah, so. I'm scared of you. <laughs> and her. Yeah. I just wanted him out. And I was going to do anything to do it. Hey, Mom. What, Tim? Yeah, I'm embarrassed. Take my mouth. No. I miss you. Um, so, yeah. During the labor, <laughs> favorite moment? Uh, my favorite moment was getting the epidural. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did have a beautiful moment. which I mentioned before we met them uh you know when I didn't know I was pregnant we actually met the full band again when I was like eight months pregnant so they saw me with my big old bump so they kind of like have been there for me in a way throughout my pregnancy so that was super exciting and um Oliver loves that song so like he has two songs when he's upset now that I can play and love them is that song for me because you know it's my favorite song and that's his birth song so that was really really cool yeah my favorite part of that experience that is a good one no I didn't have any songs or I think like all joking aside the epidural was great um (laughs) but I think like my favorite moment after that was um, also giving birth, having my husband cut the umbilical cord mm-hmm. and, um, just that first, like initial snuggle, like, and like, just look, you know what I mean? Like, cause you don't get to see them for, you know, they're there, but you have no idea what they look like. And yeah. then just to have, to see like 
who do they look like? I mean, right then and there, they look like an alien. However, the first thing my dad said when he came in was, oh, my God, Lindsay, did you even, like, if you wouldn't have given birth to him, I would have never known that he was yours. He looks spitting image like my husband. Just, <laughs> I literally had no parts in him at all. I still don't. Actually, his eyes are turning green, so I guess I have that. Um, <laughs> but I have little Drew. Little Drew. Right. But yeah, so that was that was nice being able to finally see him. Yeah. And then trying to fight with my mom about who gets to hold him next. Oh, fun. Grandmas. Yes. Grandmas. <laughs> Love them. <laughs> Great. So and they are. So what was your total labor time? Okay, so 22 hours no the whole thing yeah 22 hours oh tw- i only heard two hours i was like oh no 22 <laughs> 22 hours with two hours of pushing yes 22 okay i don't know what mine was it was like two in the morning to eight thirty-three p.m that's i don't know math never done the math she's counting on her fingers guys <laughs> don't judge me <laughs> <laughs> it's fine but the pushing was for like one hour and maybe a little change 18 or 19 hours does that sound right that sounds right yeah i'm yeah. so hungry. I think that's right. being hungry is the worst part of labor to me Yes, and you can't eat anything. Which is too rude. I mean, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories here, but <laughs> I do. We could do a whole conspiracy theory episode on birthing stuff because yes. I have a lot of I yes. have a lot of things that I think they lie to you about. Yes, let's do. Okay, that's happening. I'm so excited. Lately, ever since I've been stay at home, I'm so into conspiracy theories. Like, I don't know, like, if I actually believe them, but I just want to know all of them. I, yes, me, 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 me. My okay. husband makes fun of me because I've literally, I literally spend days on end just watching conspiracy videos <laughs> and like reading about them. And the thing is, though, I will like hear of one and be like how do you that's so stupid how do you believe that and then i'm like holy shit i believe it ah yes Uh, although for the record the earth is round no no don't tell me you buy into no (laughs) i may or may not be a flat earther (laughs) god so much i may or may not be Uh, this video just, I mean, this, uh, podcast just took a turn for the worse because I don't know. Like, I don't, (laughs) I don't know. It just makes so much sense. Like, I just want to believe it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I really believe it, but I want to believe it. Okay. Well, I'll go with that. Conspiracy theories episode is coming. It's coming at you all. Maybe next one. Next episode. We'll put all the other ones aside, so we'll just do conspiracies next. Those other episodes were planted into our computers by the government to distract you from what's really going on. Illuminati. Anyway, just kidding. 
Don't kill me. <laughs> tweets. Tweets. I have a theme for my tweets tonight. They are um, hashtag bad mom. Nice. So I'm going to buy mom kick. Whoop. So I'll go first. My first one is from Devin at Devin Jean. She said, I think it's a she. I think it's a she. Um, she said, accidentally drank a few too many beers tonight after my kid went to bed. Hashtag bad mom. That's what I'm doing right now. I think it's fantastic. Do, do you, baby boo? Got a line in Google Summer Shandy. I'm feeling slightly alive. Hell Just yeah. slightly? Oh, yeah. Just slightly. Okay. Now I'm all- we don't want to feel too alive. Never. Just slightly. I meant Oliver's in college. All right. First tweet I got is from Valley Girl. And it says, I see what they did there. So glad I spent $300 on a week at summer camp so my son can whine that he'd rather be home playing fork knife. Fork knife? Yes. <sighs> Mom jokes. <laughs> All right, so my next one, love it, is from at Betty underscore Fokker, F-O-C-K-E-R. Um, she said... My husband found an at Gordon Ramsay soundboard app and my life may never be the same. Now he can tell my kids all the things that are going through my head daily. Like fuck off, get out of my kitchen. Hashtag bad mom. Hashtag school needs to start. Hashtag wine. <laughs> I think that's good mom choices. Um, I need to find this app. Yes. ASAP. Oh, I'm actually going to get that as soon as we're doing this. Okay, I got yeah from Patrick Sarah says I'm a parent. My hobbies include watching fresh produce rot in my fridge and telling my kids that they should have done what I asked the first time. Yes. Yes. So my next and last tweet is from Melissa. I want to say it's Bagley, but I think it's Bagley, Bagley, I don't know. Well, anyways, she said, "When daughter runs by me screaming without, when daughter runs by screaming without seeing you, just slowly back away." <laughs> I do that a lot, <laughs> a lot. I do that when my child wakes from. Yes. Yeah. All right. I got one from seventy-five. She says, "Pretty sure Max was taking care of a two and a four-year-old. Up in here, up in here." All right. All right. So we have for today. It was a rather long episode, but I mean, we had two very crazy births that needed a lot of time. It was long, but I think it was appropriately long. I think this was 
like our best episode yet, and everyone is gonna. Hey, I wouldn't. We'll say yes, best one yet, because next week conspiracy theories coming at you live. Hey. <laughs> Bye. Bye.